time to awaken your senses to your global possibilities. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show with your host, Charmin Yarnell, on CJAD 800. Welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Let's talk sunshine. Let's talk white water. Let's talk memories of a lifetime. A destination to explore terrific outdoor activities, a rich Western heritage mingled with the big city attractions. Yep, we're talking Colorado. And I'm delighted to be joined this week by Michael Driver, good friend and just happens to be the Director for International Marketing and PR at the Colorado Tourism Office. And this is a very special travel show. It's pre-recorded to fit in with Michael's globe-trotting schedule. So we're not taking calls or emails into this show, but you still have the opportunity to win an exciting prize. A pair of return flight tickets to Denver, courtesy of Air Canada. To enter, go online at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com and enter the contest anytime up to the 28th of June this year. Enjoy urban sophistication in Denver or venture outdoors in the Rocky Mountains. Taste the excitement of some of the world's most sought-after whitewater rafting. Discover the history of mining and the historical railways or with an average of 300 sunny days a year, pamper yourself at one of Colorado's award-winning resorts. Now is the time to visit this four-season state. And to get you there, Air Canada has direct daily flights, the only non-stop service, in fact, and the only executive class between Montreal and Denver. And so it's now time to bring in the man in the know, our guest on the spot, one mile high in Denver, Colorado, Mike Driver. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, everyone. Well, here we are in Colorado, or here you are in Colorado at least. Where do you start with a state that seems to have everything? Oh, wow. You know, really the best time to visit Colorado is, well, of course, right now. Um, Spring, summer, and fall are fantastic times to visit Colorado. Uh, You know, of course, we're known for our our winter, for our, our great skiing. But uh, it's a it's a great time to get into the southwestern part of the U.S. and uh, to come to visit us in Colorado. Uh, really, any time you know from sort of May on into September, uh, we, where we've got you know good warm summer days and uh, and pr- plenty of plenty of good things to offer. Yeah, we mentioned this 300 days of sunshine. I mean, people don't really associate, perhaps, you know, the mountains in Colorado with sunshine. But uh, you, you have that sun, don't you, all through the summer? We do. Yeah, we have uh, more sun than Miami, more sun than San wow. Diego. Uh, so it, it really is a, a great a great place to, to come and have fun in the sun, uh, especially if it's, you know, maybe cloudy or, or rainy up your way and you're looking for a nice little getaway. Uh, Colorado is definitely the place to be. And you can make it a, a getaway now. With these uh, direct daily flights with Air Canada, it makes it very easy. 
Yeah, Air Canada's really got great connectivity, and uh, there's there's a ton of information out there on Colorado.com if folks are uh, looking to to really get down to the brass tacks and get m- more details, more than than we have time to talk about, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was looking on, on Colorado.com uh, just this this week while I was researching this show, and what struck me over the last time we did this show together, which I think was a couple of years ago now, is just how much has changed, how much is new. Oh, yeah. You know, Colorado is, if you look at, um, you know, what's happening in the state, it's a pretty exciting place. Uh, you know, we're very, we're very progressive. A lot of, a lot of activity happening. Um, we just added, uh, actually, we just added a, a, another national monument. Well, you already uh, had six, Mike. How many more do you want? <laughs> well, you know, we'll just keep them coming. Um, but yeah, the seventh national monument is Chimney Rock down in the southwestern oh, part of the state and a fantastic place to visit. Um, my, my favorite national monument is probably either Colorado National Monument in the western part of the state or Dinosaur National Monument up in the northwestern part of the state. Um, you know, really incredible way to see um, that that sort of unique southwestern United States type of scenery and, and uh, topography, you know, with table Mesa Mountains and, and uh, big sandstone um, outcroppings and, 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 and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward we're going to be talking about that a little later on in the show for sure uh, about uh, the four national parks the seven national monuments that you now have um but again the, the, there seems to be it's not only the great outdoors it's also in the cities and the towns that there seems to be a lot happening with new hotels new resorts and above all new restaurants Exactly. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, as we said, you know, when they think Colorado, they maybe think the mountains, they think the snow. Um, well, you know, all of these uh, great little mountain towns that are uh, fantastic ski places in the winter uh, really come alive in the summer. And pretty much every every weekend and, and even during the week, you find um, just a whole variety of different festivals going on. Um, you know, we've got bluegrass festivals. Jazz festivals, rock festivals, um, you know, blues festivals, uh, festivals around food and drink and fun and art and films. <laughs> so, um, you know, really a, a, a fun place to just kind of get get situated, say in Denver, and then head out onto the to the road and, and explore some of the little mountain towns. Uh, um, Denver's... You know, and Denver really is a fantastic world class wow. city. Um, you know, with with a, a, an amazing. Um, art museum that has probably one of the one of the best um, Native American Indian art collections. So really, um, a, a great place to start in, to get situated with kind of the art and the culture of the place. And just across the street from that is the um, newly finished History Colorado Center, uh, which gives a great history of the state. Um, you know, as it became a state, and even before that, um, the the people that that helped to formulate or and, and build, forge the uh, the state, and uh, and and even some some more of the sort of modern history. Um, it, it's a it's a really fun place to explore. Fantastic. Well, the Colorado.com website has all the travel planning tools, the articles, maps, and itineraries that you need, plus unbeatable hot deals as well. And don't forget to check out all the information at ChrisRobinsonTravelShow.com, and that's where you enter the contest this week to win Air Canada flights direct from Montreal to Denver. I'll be back to talk Colorado cuisine with Mike Driver after this on News Talk Radio 
CJAD 800. The Chris Robinson Travel Show on CJAD 800. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Coming home to a place he'd never been before. He left yesterday behind him, you might say. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk Radio CJD 800 and our special show featuring Colorado with our guest Mike Driver, Director for International Marketing and PR at the Colorado Tourism Office. We have two return tickets from Montreal to Denver, Colorado to give away. Just go to chrisrobinsontravelshow.com and follow the link for a chance to fly on one of Air Canada's daily flights, the only non-stop service and the only executive class between Montreal and Denver. And when you get to the Mile High City, well, Mike, you'd better be hungry, hadn't you? Because there's been an explosion of culinary delights in Colorado over the last couple of years. That's right, Chris. You better be hungry and thirsty because uh, we really do have a lot to offer, both in, in the way of food and drink. Um, you know, we've, we Colorado is, is a large state, and, and we have uh, just a, a great wealth of um, agricultural resources. And so, you know, I, I think um, the, the, the sort of food-to-table, or farm-to-table, uh, rather, uh, movement has, has definitely taken hold here in Colorado. And uh, so you find really top-notch, you know, world-class cuisine um, in Denver and, you know, throughout the state. Uh, you know, in, in a lot of these mountain towns, like places like Vail or Aspen or Telluride, um, Steamboat Springs, Durango, you've because of that the the ski and the sort of the caliber of of folks that like to come in the winter, uh, they've really established some fantastic restaurants with world class chefs, um, and so you find places that you know it's a restaurant that might be found in Aspen, Tokyo. New York and London, or uh, you know, Steamboat Springs, Paris, and um, L.A. or something, you know, like that. So you really get these, you know, top-notch, world-class chefs coming in, doing a lot of fun farm-to-table uh, fusion. Sometimes it's Asian fusion or Latin American fusion um, or American fusion food. Um, just amazing, good, you know, fresh, farm-fresh um, food. Um, I, I would say, you know, uh, my favorite um, foods that are coming out of the state right now are some amazing different types of cheese. Um, we've got some great goat cheeses that are being made up in the northern part of Colorado. Mm. We've got amazing, like, just explode-in-your-mouth peaches um, out in, in Palisade in the western slope. Uh, we've also got, you know, Pueblo chili peppers, which are, are really um, kind of sweet, but they've got a nice kick at the end. Um, Olathe sweet corn, which is just amazing. Oh, stop already. I'm juicy. <laughs> I hope I'm, I'm – it's almost lunchtime, Chris, so I'm, I'm uh, probably going to just make myself and, and probably yourself even more hungry if I keep going. But, um, you know, the food really is fantastic, and, and you find – like I said, across the state, uh, just great restaurants with world-class cuisine. Um, but but also, uh, you know, in the last 
four or five years, we've seen a huge explosion in terms of uh, craft brewing, craft winemaking, and craft distilling. How, how many breweries are we talking about here? We are at uh, currently just over 175 breweries. <laughs> and um, in talking to the folks over at the Colorado Brewers Guild, we're likely to surpass 200 breweries this year. Wow. Um, we're already... Uh, number one in the in the United States in terms of alcohol produced by volume, uh, we produce a lot of alcohol, um, beer, wine, and and spirits. Uh, we've got now forty five distilleries and uh, more than one hundred and twenty winemakers. That, and a lot of these offer fantastic tours as well. Um, you know, where you can, and some of them even offer stays where you can come in and tour and sample and, and in some cases stay. Um, but, you know, again, because of our, our, you know, our great sort of mountain environment and the, uh, the, the Rocky Mountain spring water and Rocky Mountain water that we have here, uh, we, we get great great food and, and beverages. Yeah, you've got a great head start with that water. I, I went around the New Belgium uh, brewing uh, plant in uh, Fort Collins when, yeah. when I was there. Uh, that's, that's a great place because not only is, is the beer great, but they, they really make the tour entertaining and fun. Yeah, and Fort Collins is a great example. You know, they've got now 12 breweries. Um, they even have a little shuttle so that you don't have to drive. You don't have to worry about drinking and driving. Very sensible. Um, that will take you from kind of the downtown area uh, around to the different uh, breweries. And uh, they've, they've got a, a fun bike-sharing program there, too. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a really cool place to kind of get out and explore and, and drink some beer. Um, you know, Denver is the same way. We, I think we've got 20, 22, 23 breweries in Denver. Colorado Springs has got, you know, a dozen or so. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of the big cities have got multiple breweries and do, do brewery tours. Um, so it, it, is a, it is a great place. Um, and the thing that really surprised me on, on one of my trips to, to Colorado was the winemaking. I just didn't associate Colorado with, with a, a wine region. And uh, you say there's now, what, 120 winemakers? Uh, we've got probably over 120. Yeah, yeah and, and they're making everything from, you know, whites to reds to, to sweets to, um, you know, just a whole variety of different wines. Well, I drove down, I think it was the Colorado River, it winds through towards uh, Grand Junction, and you're coming through this wild section of the, of the valley, and it's dry as a bone and arid, no no greenery anywhere, and then you suddenly come out into the plain, and there's there's vineyards everywhere, and we, we went to several of the Grand Junction wineries, uh, Plum Creek Cellars, I think, and Ver, uh, Verizon, and uh, uh, Canyon Wind. The wines were great. There, there are some really good wines. You know, I think They've been at it now for, well, some some over 15, 20 years, and so they really kind of have hit their stride, yeah. and they're getting their production at, at, at levels where it's it's really quite sustainable. And um, yeah, I think you know, you know a lot of it has to do with that uh, the sort of arid, warm sort of western Colorado climate, uh, which in some cases is is similar to. Um, you know, some of the winemaking areas in, in southern Europe. Um, and, and they really are making some fantastic wines. And, of course, if you are touring around, there are now a number of, of wine trails you can follow. 
There are, and there's a wine train, actually, that uh, takes you from Denver out to Grand Junction. And then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Chris, a lot of these mountain towns have got their own little wine festivals, too, um, you know, where, again, they bring in local wines and, and typically do food pairings. And, um, you know, it's it's a fun way to spend a weekend, um, you know, sampling some good Colorado wines and, and eating some, some delicious Colorado food. I can think of spending a slightly longer than a weekend doing all of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, it's, it's not a bad way to, to spend a week either, but... Um, you know, obviously, it just depends on, on people's time. You know, I think it, it, Colorado.com has got some really good resources um, for food and drink. Uh, and, and, you know, it, they've got different festivals on there, um, such as like Strawberry Days and the Peonia Cherry Days. Um, and then, you know, some of the, the, um, the event, other events that are food and drink related. I, th- I think for me, what what um, blew me away was the sheer range of, of restaurants too. I mean, I think there's something like two thousand in in the Greater Denver area alone, and you can do everything from, you know, the 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 historic basic kind of saloon type place. Um, what was the place in in Denver? A uh, Buckhorn Exchange, is it? Exactly. Yeah, it's. I think oh. the the oldest uh, continually operating. Uh, restaurant and bar in in Colorado, or, or at least in Denver, for sure. I remember having a great buffalo steak there. Yeah, they offer, there are quite a few places, like Buckhorn Exchange or the Fort Restaurant, uh, which is just uh, kind of southwest of, of Denver, um, that offer, you know, real sort of pioneer food where you can get buffalo and elk and rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, yes, that was yeah. a new one for me. <laughs> and then the, the ever-famous Rocky Mountain Oysters. What are Rocky Mountain oysters? Well, I, don't, I don't know if I can tell you that on on the air, but yeah, no, okay, I know what they are. <laughs> I think I had them up uh, up in Calgary at the Stampede. <laughs> yes, let's just say that they belong to the bull. Absolutely, but then of course you you got the very top of the range. I, I remember one of the most memorable meals I've had on any trip uh, was at uh, Summit Restaurant in uh, the Broadmoor, that wonderful sprawling resort in Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Broadmoor and uh, all of the, the restaurants and facilities that they have there are top-notch. I mean, they're, they're I think, the longest-running five-star, five-diamond hotel and resort in, in the United States. Um, and they really have, I mean, just the pinnacle, the top of the top in terms of, uh, you know, quality of, of food and service and, and accommodations there. Um and yeah, so I mean, you have everything from, you know, more local, you know, sort of um, fast uh, but fresh food to, uh, you know, really five star, five diamond, exquisite dining. Ah, well, you can find out more, as uh, Michael has been saying, at Colorado.com, or you can phone Mike, is it 1 800 Colorado? I think it's as simple as that, isn't it? It is, yeah. 1-800-COLORADO. Now, after the break, and after all that marvellous food and drink, we're going to work some of it off by getting out into Colorado's breathtaking landscapes and finding out about soft adventure opportunities in Colorado, where you can truly come to life, as the tagline has it, in Colorado. So we're going to be right back after this on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. The Chris Robinson Travel Show on CJAD 800. Colorado. Colorado. When the world leaves you 
to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk Radio CJD 800, featuring Colorado and our special guest, Mike Driver, Director for International Marketing and PR at the Colorado Tourism Office. There are two return tickets from Montreal to Denver, Colorado to win so that you can experience Colorado for yourself. Just go to chrisrobinsontravelshow.com and follow the link for a chance to fly Air Canada, Montreal to Denver, direct on the only non-stop daily flight service between the two cities. Now, when you arrive in Colorado and you look up at the western horizon, all you see are these awe-inspiring mountains. An adventure beckons with both her hands. You've travelled with me in the past, Mike, and you know that I love to get out there and, and do stuff. So what soft adventure opportunities do you suggest for the active traveler? Well, Chris, about two-thirds of the state of Colorado is mountainous. And uh, of that, we've got 58 mountains that are over 14,000 feet in elevation, uh, or I guess about 4,300 meters in elevation. Um, So with that comes a lot of of terrain to explore. Um, Some of it, you know, more advanced, but but quite a bit of it, you know, great for, for beginners and folks of all ages. Um, you know, one of the one of the interesting things that's happened in the last year is that uh, the U.S. Congress has uh, passed some legislation that basically expands the usage rights on federal lands. So that's uh, like U.S. forest land or Bureau of Land Management land. Um, so as a result, a lot of the ski areas uh, that operate on those lands have now got year-round. Um, license to to uh, run all kinds of fun things on on the mountain like zip lining or um, they're they're doing sort of the uh, alpine slides and uh, making really neat mountain biking trails or, or just you know hiking trails um, so it comes back to this idea of, of Colorado being truly four seasons doesn't it it does. It does indeed. And and the zip lining uh, scarcely existed just a couple of years ago <laughs> out there, but now there are 15 zip lines? Oh, I think there are probably even more now, Chris, yeah. I know uh, Vale Resorts is in the process of, of building a new one, and um, I would say, you know, this by the end of this year, we'll, we'll probably have probably, possibly even double that. <laughs> I, I was looking at, at some of these again through uh, Colorado.com and the Crested Boot uh, Zip Line Canopy Tour. It looks amazing. I mean, this is the sort of thing that really gets my uh, adrenaline going. And for anybody who wants to get out there, of course, it's a great way to be up in the mountains. Well, and another great great way to get your your blood flowing and get the adrenaline rush is uh, is you know rafting, uh, whitewater rafting. Uh, we've got some fantastic rivers here, and um, you know again they offer it, 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 this time of year. You know it's late uh, late May, early June, um, maybe a little bit more advanced whitewater rafting. Uh, but as you get into the summer and even into the early fall. Uh, you know, you can get a much softer whitewater adventure, but really fun for the whole family. Yeah, I met up uh, with Brad Modesit of Mountain Whitewater Descents uh, on one of my trips, who was trying to persuade me to come down the, uh, is it the Poudre River? Uh, the Cache La Poudre, yeah. Yeah. Um, wild and scenic river, uh, fabulous. And uh, I read his book about uh, going all the way down, uh, literally down to to the Gulf, I guess, um, f- which is fantastic. Um, I, I just would be blown away to to do a trip like that, and that that would be a multi day trip, presumably. Well, I hope that we do it together. 
Mm. Uh, now yeah. you're talking. Okay. Well, yeah. Some of the, some of the rivers offer you know half day or full day. Um, some of them, you know, like the Green and the Yamp up in yeah. northwestern Colorado, you can do multiple day. Uh, you know, where you camp over. Um, there's also kayaking and canoeing. Um, mm. I, I typically do a lot of canoeing in the summer, um, and it's you know another fantastic way to get into some of these really cool little canyons and just sort of paddle around and explore. And if you want something perhaps a little bit more manageable, Glenwood is is, a, is the place to go to, especially with kids. Oh, Glenwood Canyon is is uh, really a neat place. It's you know we've got the the uh, supposedly the the world's largest hot springs pool, uh, outdoor pool uh, there at Glenwood, and they've got uh, you know a resort there and spa there. Um, I, I've taken my my son, and it it really is a fun place to relax and uh, to kind of play around in the hot springs um they've, they've even got a little water park in one corner of the of the pools there as well and then up on the mountain of course uh, above there the the adventure park has got uh, an alpine coaster which I, I i went on and and really it was it was fun it was fast and uh, something called the swing shot where they they kind of strap you in in a contraption and and then blast you out over the uh, the Colorado, Colorado River, which is over a thousand feet below you. That's, that gets the attention. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and they have zip lining as well and and river right. rafting there and <clears throat> you know Glenwood Glenwood is definitely a fun place to explore. Something for which I guess Colorado is justly famous uh, also is in the great outdoors uh, are the dude ranches. Yes, we've got um oh gosh, probably you know over over 50 or 60 dude ranches and guest ranches uh, throughout the state. And again, you know, really a, a fantastic variety. Um some of them are open year round, some of them are more, you know, kind of spring, summer, fall. Um but you can get everything from you know, a, a, a real working ranch experience where you almost come on like a, a sort of a hired hand uh for for the the week or, or right. five days that you're there to more luxury um, where, you know, you're hitting the spa every day and you're getting, you know, five, five star meals served to you and more just taking in sort of the scenic beauty and, and maybe riding a horse or two if you want to. Um, but, but, you know, a, a really good way to, to experience kind of the, the, the Rocky Mountain, uh, Colorado Rocky Mountains um, from a ranch. And another activity, outdoors activity, which you don't necessarily, I, I guess, um, link with, with Colorado, but is certainly one of the big attractions, is golf. We've got really good golf, yeah. I mean, and because we're at altitude, um, you know, golf the golf balls typically fly 10 to 15% further. <laughs> um, and we have hundreds of golf courses uh, throughout the state. Um, you know, for example, near Vail, they've probably got six or seven really good golf courses. Uh, the Broadmoor, which we mentioned earlier, has, mm. you know, a, a world-class uh, golf course. Several that, that have been, um, you know, designed and built by kind of the, the, the premier uh, golf course builders of, of the world. Um, in fact, uh, in August, uh, I think it's the third week in August this year, uh, we'll have the 2013 Solheim Cup, which is the uh, the women's professional golf cup. It's it's sort of the uh, the sister tournament to the Ryder Cup. Um, so we'll, we're really looking forward to that. That's a big deal, isn't it? That's the 13th to the 18th of August at uh, the Colorado Golf Club, as you say, which is in Parker or just outside of Parker. 
Yeah, just uh, kind of southeast of, of Denver, um, you know, maybe half an hour from the city center of Denver, and uh, y- it'll be fantastic golf. I love this idea of the golf balls going further in the thin air of, the, of Colorado. Yeah, no, I, I'm not a, I'm not a great golfer, but I like to get out and, and, and hit the sticks and, and, uh, enjoy some of our good Colorado beer while doing it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. Now, also in August, you've got the U.S. Uh, Pro Cycling Challenge. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're a very active state. Um, in fact, I think we're the fittest state in the U.S. Is that um, official? And, yeah, so we, we're, <laughs> we're quite fit. Um, and we love our, our cycling. So, uh, you know, in, in the past, we used to have these really uh, famous bike races like the Red Zinger Classic, mm-hmm. and then it was the Coors Classic. And just uh, started three years ago, we had the U.S. Pro Cycling Challenge, which is um, a multi-stage inter- international um, professional cycling race that goes throughout the state. Um, and uh, there, it'll be in, I think it's over five or six days, and uh, they're, they're doing a kind of more of a, a northern route that will actually go through um, Estes Park, where Rocky Mountain mm, National yep. Park is, and then uh, Fort Collins and that area. Uh, so, you know, gr- great way to see some really good cycling. Um, and typically they do a lot of fun things around it, too, like family bike races or riding with the, the, the professional cyclists and, and things like that. And then all kinds of other things on, on your website. I was looking at uh, Segway Tours, for instance, in the Garden of the Gods. I think we did that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I, that was one of the highlights of the trip for me. Just I, I, First of all, I didn't know Segways could, could cope with that kind of terrain, but, of course, the landscape around you is just unbelievable. Oh, it really is. And, and you know, it's, it's nice because they're electric-powered, so they're quiet, and you can kind of scoot around and, and really see more, cover more, more area um, and, and, uh, and zoom around. It's a lot of fun. And as a hiker, I saw one of the things that uh, is new for, for 2013 is they've opened up the Manitou Springs Incline, which you weren't supposed to do, although I think thousands of people did, did hike it. It's this old railway uh, that, that took uh, water up the mountain, I think, but you, you climb something like 2,000 feet in less than a couple of kilometers. It's pretty dramatic. It's pretty intense, yeah, and, and uh, definitely, you know, on any given day, you, you find hundreds of folks out there braving it and, and uh i've not tried it yet but i I've, I've heard good things it's on my list well you can find out more as we keep saying call 1-800-COLORADO or go to the website at colorado.com and look at the outdoor activities section there that's where you're going to find all of these uh, things that we've been talking about and in the last segment of the show we're going to be exploring some of the i guess the scenic icons that are amongst the most stunning natural and cultural landscapes you'll find anywhere in the world colorado's national parks and the national monuments so stay with us we'll be right back after this break and you're listening to the chris robinson travel show on news talk radio cjad 800 the chris robinson travel show on cjad 800 Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show here on News Talk Radio CJD 800, where we are coming to life in Colorado, expertly guided by Mike Driver of the Colorado Tourism Office. We're also giving away a pair of return tickets from Montreal to Denver with our good friends at Air Canada, who feature the only daily non-stop service and the only executive class to Colorado. To win these tickets, go to chrisrobinsontravelshow.com, scroll down, and follow the special link 
for CJAD listeners. Now, all travellers to Colorado should plan to take in at least some of the state's magnificent national parks and national monuments. Mike, can you give us a quick overview of these, and then perhaps we can explore some of our favourites in a bit more detail? Sure, Chris. Well, so, yeah, we've got, the, you know, four national parks. Um, you know, my favourite is, is Great Sand Dunes National Park, uh, and it's down sort of in the south-central part of the state. Um, and basically you've got sort of 50 square miles of sand dunes, and they start at about 7,800 uh, feet in elevation. And some of them are, are close to 1,000 feet high, so on, on top of that. And unlike sand dunes that you might find in other desert areas, these are just in a tiny little place, and then they're surrounded by the, the Rocky Mountains, by uh, the San Gabriel de Cristo Mountains on the east, and then kind of the, the uh, San Juan Mountains to the, uh, to the west. So really a stunning place, and, and a fun place to get out and, and hike and explore. And it's that juxt- juxtaposition of these, these great desert-like sand dunes with this, this beautiful snow-capped peaks in the background, and, and even a, a little river running at the foot. Yeah, in May and June, you, you know, when you get the runoff uh, from the snow, you've got a great r- little river to play play in. I uh, I was down there with my son about two weeks ago, and we built sand castles and splashed and had a great time. So, so that's Great Sand Dunes National Park, and I mean, it is truly incredible that the one state has four national parks. Mesa Verde is is just unbelievable. This is more of a, a cultural icon, isn't it? Yeah, so that's a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and uh, it's, you know, one of the few national parks that's built to uh, really commemorate the, the works of, of man, and specifically uh, the ancestral Puebloan Indian people uh, who built these amazing cliff, cliff dwellings uh, inside these huge um, sort of enclaves or, or, or um caverns or caves in in the sandstone um you know there are literally hundreds of them and they date back to probably 800 850 years ago um so really a neat place to get in and and kind of experience that the history of the um the ancestral puebloan indians and and the, the the native american people that were here um you know a thousand years ago dating back to even i think 10,000 years ago yeah, really atmospheric places because it's not only the culture and the history but of course the geographical setting the the, the geological setting in which these these places are found it makes it quite unique and somewhere else that that uh, is quite unique in in its own terms is the black canyon of the gunnison national park yeah, and this is also a, you know a fairly new national park in the in the national park system, and you know what you have is this uh, really dark. Well, it's not dark, but it's deep, um, sort of. Uh, um, it's a gash in the earth, isn't it? Is yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a huge gash in the earth, and it's uh, you know it's a granite, uh, a granite canyon, um, a, a stunningly sort of beautiful marbled uh, granite canyon that in some places is uh, I think two thousand feet deep, and yet you know only eight eight nine hundred feet wide. Yeah, so in so some narrow. places it's it's as deep as the Grand Canyon, and yet it's very very narrow. Um, and and you can get into the you know the floor of the canyon and, and hike around uh, in the summertime. They have pontoon boats that folks can ride down. So really, I, I mean, you, you and I went there, Chris, and we did. Uh, and to stare down from from one of the lookouts uh, right on the rim is just to to look down into the abyss, isn't it? 
Well, you know, I think if, if you recall, we were we were driving up to it, and we were all kind of looking at each other and saying, saying okay, "Well, where's this canyon?" Right, yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, you get there, and it just <laughs> drops down, you know, for a thousand plus feet. It certainly has the wow factor. Now, I've left to my mind the, the best to last of the four: the Rocky Mountain National Park. I'm I'm such a mountain guy. This place is a sheer heaven for me, and it uh, it has peaks above fourteen thousand feet. It it has snow and and ice and glaciers. It is it's a sensational place, and yet right on the doorstep of of Boulder and uh, and Denver. Yeah, just you know, a little more than an hour from Denver, uh, about an hour from from uh, Boulder, an hour from uh, Fort Collins, and uh, it, it really is. It's a great little microcosm of the the Rockies, um, where you get the wildlife, you get the mountains, you get sort of alpine vistas and alpine lakes and and rivers, um, and. You know, being really accessible, uh, we we typically go there uh, year round. It, it, the, the the one thing that the road that goes through the the uh, the park um, is closed uh, probably October until May because it is so high altitude and they do get a lot of snow. Um, Trail Ridge Road, which is the park that go, the the road that goes right through the the park. Um, all the way from the uh, the east entrance to the west uh, is at about. I think 13,000 plus feet. And literally, they just opened it, I think, last week uh, because it is so high and they have, you know, 20 feet of snow. So, um, but an amazing place to get up and see, you know, for literally hundreds of miles into the Rockies. Literally breathtaking at the top there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it'll take your breath away for sure. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about the National Monuments just in the last few minutes here because, again, a great range. You've, you've got seven of them, including this brand-new one, Chimney Rock National Monument. Yes, uh, Chimney Rock um, just became a national monument, uh, I, I, I believe, late last year. It may have even been early this year. Um, and And with... Many of the the national monuments in Colorado, it's in the the sort of the southwestern part of the state, um, and uh, really pretty fantastic. There there are um, some uh, remains uh, from the uh, ancestral Pueblo Indians there as well. as it, as with the um, the Canyon of the Ancients National Monument right. in, in kind of this, the same area. Yeah, Canyon of the Ancients, that's a, a lovely name for a national monument too. And uh, something like 6,000 archaeological sites, more than anywhere else in the U.S., just in that one national monument. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable. Um, and then the one that, that I have been to and, again, took my breath away, although not quite such a, in a literal sense, was the, the actual Colorado National Monument itself, just outside of Grand Junction. Yeah, and a lot of people uh, will say that the Colorado National Monument looks rather like the Grand Canyon. Mm. Uh, you know, I think in terms of its grandeur and uh, the scenic beauty, uh, it, it is similar in some ways to the uh, to the Grand Canyon, and yet you've got these um, table these these sort of table mesa mountains that stretch on for hundreds of miles, and um, and that's the area also that uh, you know where, where most of our our wine production is. So um, you know. Uh, a really fun way to see a national monument, but then also sample some of the uh, the, the great Colorado wine that we talked about earlier. Mm. Or do what, what we did. We went up um, at dawn, up, is it Rimrock Drive, I think, that takes you all the way up through the, the national monument. And we had uh, a picnic breakfast right on top, just looking out over this incredible landscape and the interplay of, of light as the clouds and, and the sun rose. 
it was quite mesmeric and, and utterly beautiful. Very true. You are much, much more poetic about it than I am, but it, it's completely true. Well, it's, it's pretty easy, Mike, I think, isn't it, to be uh, wax poetical about uh, Colorado and, and particularly, you know, the, the mountains. It's just stunning scenery and, and I think uh, more Canadians should, should come on down. And, of course, with Air Canada flights, it's, it's so easy. Very true, yeah. You know, Colorado is, is about the size of, of New Zealand. Um, you know, obviously, Canada has some very large provinces, uh, but it is a large state and, and a very diverse state in terms of the scenery and the topography. Um, and, I, you know, I've lived here most of my life, and every time I get out there, I find something new and, and different and exciting. So, a great... Com or phone one eight hundred. Colorado, Colorado.com or phone 1-800-COLORADO. And you can also read about my trips to both North and South Colorado on the travel blog, which is linked to the website. You can read all about my top 10 train journeys of the world article, which is also on the website and features Colorado's Durango and Silverton narrow gauge railroad. That was a great trip. And uh, absolutely hot off the press, uh, just completed my latest Pinterest board, all about Colorado at Pinterest.com slash travel show. And don't forget to visit the Chris Robinson Travel Show.com website and enter to win a pair of return flight tickets to Denver, courtesy of Air Canada, anytime up to the 28th of June of this year. So it just remains for me to thank you, Mike, uh, Mike Driver from the Colorado Tourism Office, for sharing all of your uh, advice, your expertise your inside tips, and indeed your poetry. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, really looking forward, perhaps, to, uh, to our next show when we can uh, do some more travelling together. Well, thanks so much, Chris. I look forward to that too and I and, uh, hope everyone has a great day and, and that we'll, uh, we'll see you here in Colorado sometime soon. You betcha. Well, next week. Next week we're off somewhere very, very different. We're off to Jamaica with Transat Holidays and Noli Tours. And you can listen to hear how you can win a seven-night, all-inclusive Noli Tours trip for two to the Holiday Inn Sunspree Resort in beautiful Montego Bay, Jamaica. Meanwhile, add Colorado to your bucket list. Thanks for listening, and have a great week from all of us here at the Travel Show on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.